T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. What's up? Good to be with you on this Monday afternoon. A little bit of a hangover here in Kansas City. What's the matter? Uh, Oh, what's the matter coming from the Bills fan? (laughs) Oh, that. Okay. Never seen Patrick Mahomes so upset in my life. Oh, my gosh. I was not expecting him to react that way. Uh, But he was mad. He was not happy with the way that call was made and threw the helmet down. Neither was the rest of Kansas City nor anyone inside the stadium. It mm. was insane. Did you go? I was lucky enough to manage to get some tickets to the game, and it was a blast. Look I've never you. been so angry having so much fun. How, how <laughs> upset was the audience out there. Oh, it was an absolute roller coaster of emotion. And no matter whether you were really well tuned into the game, because, you know, sometimes you get distracted, you look off away from the sure, game. Sure, sure. You knew what was happening on the field because the energy was just so aggressive, either positive or negative, that you could feel it. It was it was crazy. Beautiful. I'm glad you had a good time, even though it didn't quite go your yeah, way. Were, were, signs, were, you the, were you at the game? John? I was not at the game. I was on my couch. Enjoying a uh, a, a nice beverage, it up. and yeah, watching uh, watching a really good football game. <laughs> I want to tell you what, though, you want to see uh, eighty thousand people go from best friends to absolutely hating each other's guts. <laughs> Try leaving Arrowhead Stadium after a loss like that. I thought I was going to get in a wreck a good fifteen really? twenty times. Wow, people refusing to let anybody in. Uh, if somebody was oh, trying see, to that, get in, that's not cool. Oh, it was it was bad. Now, granted, I was in the problem lane because I was on the opposing. You know how they just turn all of those roads into two-lane roads out of the stadium after the game? Yeah. For whatever reason, people didn't quite get that image, and so they were trying to drive upstream, per se. Well, now you've got two rows of traffic and somebody trying to come at you. And so everybody's having to file down into one lane and then back into both lanes, and that was a cluster every single time. That's funny because I did go to the game last year when the Bills were here. That's right, you did. And... We had no problem. I mean, even after the game, because I was with a buddy who was, you know, all in Chiefs gear, and of course I was all in Bills mm-hmm. gear, and and we walked out, and everything was fine. I mean, you know, no fights, no hard feelings, no nothing, and we got right out of the parking lot. So, don't know what the problem was yesterday. They were not having it. I was getting honked at, flipped off. Granted, my truck is blue, so maybe they thought I was a Bills fan. <laughs> oh come <laughs> on! I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll be darned. But it was a blast. Oh, my God. It was so much fun to be there. You're still repping, though. You got your Chiefs shirt on. I, I, just because they lose doesn't mean I'm not a fan. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying. I, I have nothing but respect for right? that. I think it's I, great. I get it. You, you guys got a hard-fought win. Uh, congratulations. 
Uh, I've never seen Patrick Mahomes act like that before. Yeah. Wow. It was uh, it was interesting, but yeah, I mean that's that kind of of emotion. You put that into there, and I mean, as much as I may disagree with his, you know, the the the, the fight that he had over, you know, with the refs over the over the yeah. play and all of that stuff, uh, I, I get it. I, I and I, you you like to see that every so often. Um, I will say the very next play, Von Miller was offsides by like <laughs> two and a half yards, and they didn't call it. Well, but, he, you know. he was no, he wasn't. I I looked I looked back at the tape of that this morning. He was not offside. Really? Yeah. Uh, if you look at it, where they, they say this all the time, where the blue line is, he was across the blue line. Look where the ball is. Ball's a good yard behind that blue line, too. So, yeah, he was onside during that play. But that that notwithstanding, um, you want to know a bizarre little story? This, this takes us out to Washington State. There is a big fight going on right now between a group of, oh, let's call them naturists, shall we? Nudists. You know, they, oh, that's naturalists. N- naturalists are people who like go out like John Muir was a naturalist. Naturists are the naked people, <laughs> I think. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, a, a group of them, a group of nudists are upset because there's a place there called Denny Blaine Park. Mm-hmm. And Denny Blaine Park is on Puget Sound. It's, uh, it, you know, there, there's a beach there that has become... The sort of de facto nude beach. I don't know that it's like legislated there. You know, this it's okay to be naked here outside, but it's just become the nude beach. It's the one that everybody knows there, and um, the the nudists themselves got very upset because the city decided to build a playground right near their nude beach. Oh my. So they said, wait a minute. And there's a little bit more to it as well. It's Not only is it a nude beach, it's also become a, a sort of a safe haven for the LGBTQ plus community. So they're saying, aha, we see what you're doing here. You're trying to take the place where there's a lot of gay people and a lot of naked people mm-hmm. and build a kid's playground so that you can force us out, either force us out or have everybody say, see, the naked gay people are near the kids and, and flip out that way. So now there's a big ruckus going on about uh, whether they should move their little playground somewhere else. <laughs> uh, yeah, they should. <laughs> yes. Yeah, why? Why would you build a playground near a nude beach? I don't think they're building the playground for the nudists on the beach. No. So build no, your but, playground but, but somewhere they, else. Well, they were there first. Yeah. The nudists, yeah. Oh, yep. oh okay. I, I I think we're talking past each other. Yeah. Don't build a kid's playground Correct. on a very well-defined nude beach. Even Unless if, it's a playground for the nudists. Yes. Leave, leave, <laughs> the, leave the nudists alone. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to picture in my mind what a playground for nudists might look like. A beach. I'm, I'm guessing there wouldn't be like a lot of steel monkey bars because, you know, that's, it gets hot. No metal slides. <laughs> yeah, that too. It looks like a beach. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That's all they need. That's yeah, just a beach. Lay out. Do your thing. You know, I I I I, I got nothing against them. I don't think that's my lifestyle. No. God, no. <laughs> what? I, you say that as though you've never been naked. What what does that I mean? Have, God, of course no. I've been naked, but never in a million years would I walk around in public naked. What about skinny dipping? Isn't that the same thing? Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, you're in the water, so. But you've never been skinny dipping? No. Okay. And I would never go to a nude beach. I've never been to a nude beach. Um, have you been skinny dipping? I have. And why? Seemed like 
a fun thing to do at the time, I guess. W- were we 15? 18. Okay. And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't fine to do it where we did it, but nobody's, nobody was out there. So Where did you do it? Clearwater Beach. The kids' playground? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start those rumors, Sam Stevie. Uh, yeah. Cue, no, the, cue that right up. Yeah. No, we were in, in Clearwater Beach, and it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. I mean, there, were, there was literally nobody there except us, so... I I just I, I don't have anything against nudists. Mm-hmm. I I just wonder like why. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I think in that I do not buy this. Well, it's just about freedom it's free, it's and the freeing. lifestyle. Right. It, no, it's about seeing people naked. Yes. I mean, which is fine. I like seeing then, people naked. Then just too. say it. Sure. Then just say it. Exactly. Own up to it. I I I like to walk around naked, and I like to see other people naked. Okay. Yep. Then just own it. 913-586-7798-586-7798. John Grayson filling in for Dana Wright. She returns tomorrow. That guy over there is Sam Stevie III. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. What is happening? <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure. I can't say that I hate it, though. It's not terrible, but I it's mean, dangerously close. <laughs> uh, if you watch the video with it, I will say it does reach that terrible threshold. Oh, yeah. he's, who, he's who, who is it? Just some dude. His name is Aaron Gage, Okay, and he is indeed just some dude. Yeah. With uh, a lot of... And figured out that that uh, Deck the Halls and War Pigs yeah. just, yeah, I mean, mesh right sync together. up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Jenny in Ropo. Jenny, good afternoon. Hi. Hey, uh, I have a top of speech story to tell you. It's, I'll make it quick and clean. Okay. Um, so back in, like, the 1990s, uh, I was living in South Florida, and uh, these European girls rented an apartment kind of right by hours and um when they went to the beach they just took their tops off and then the american girls were like you know what we're gonna too so in this town was like the size of westwood or something it was a teeny tiny town where the beach was where was it and uh a gulf stream oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway somebody called the cops on us and there's like maybe eight of us bathing topless and uh You'd think it was a triple homicide because I think every cop <laughs> that was on duty responded to the call. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we're all laying there in the cop, and it was like we just got swarmed by cops, and we were all like, and uh, anyway, they ended up like going, and they were very interested in whether or not it was legal or not, and kept us abreast, no pr- pun intended. Really? Really? Uh, what the law was, and you know, really, <laughs> it was not um, illegal. There was no law against topless sunbathing. So basically, we turned the beach into a topless beach. Well until done. They passed the law. Well done. Well, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> that happens so often where tourists will come in from Brazil or somewhere in Europe, you know, mm-hmm. Italy or whatever, they, mm-hmm. and they're used to the Riviera. So they just hit the beaches in Key West or, you know, along the, the Gulf uh, Coast of Florida and just strip off. And it's like, wow, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> There's that again. And, and it's not against the law? Uh, well, I mean, there are there are city ordinances in some places against sure. it, but they just don't know any better. Huh. So well, something tells me that every cop responded to that call, not for the severity of the crime no. in which it was oh, being yeah. committed, no. but because of the topic of the call. Yes, that was... Uh, that was a level three boob alert. Uh, nine one three. The topless okay. of the call, right. I guess. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Charles in Shawnee. Charles, hello. Yes, hello, Scott. How are you? We're doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, I go to the Naturist Colony or Nudist, just exactly how uh, Grayson described. You know, I don't know. I can't remember which one they prefer, but it goes. They do use both words, and it's in Topeka, Kansas. Have you ever heard of it? No, I have not. Uh, can I say the name of the place? Sure. It's called Lake Eden, but it's spelled E-D-U-N. And I go there, and they uh, they got a good-sized lake, I mean, you know, for uh, being what it is. Did they name it that because yeah. that's nude backwards? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. The, the word Eden spelled that way. That's nude backwards. Wow. I've been going there since 24 years old i'm 48 i never put that together that's amazing okay yeah just occurred to me so yeah so they have uh camping you could you know stay there overnight if you'd like and it's uh it can be fun and at least uh once in your life scott you have definitely been nostradamus and i'm gonna tell you why um because you once said recently in in the near past that whenever you add a uh water Somebody's going to get into a fight. Do you recall that? Whenever you add water, somebody's going to get into a fight? Yeah, like at the local community pool at the HOA. I thought you said that. I'm sure I did, but continue. Yeah, well, it's happened a couple times. There could be like five to ten people there, and somebody will get into a fight. And it's even happened to me at least twice. But it's still a nice time if, if you'd ever like to go. There's also like a community pool for nude, I believe, in Tonganoxie. It's been in the paper in the distant past now. And there's also one like near north of Tonganoxie, like White Cloud or White Clouth or something like that. And uh, I wouldn't go back to that one ever again. I don't well, well, why, why would you not go back to that one ever again? Um, I'm not sure that they were my orientation. And it just uh, it was a culture shock. And it, it, and I've seen at least one guy wearing a dress, and and the the sun was in my eyes, and I went to go pick up on him, and then right when I got right up on him within arm's reach, I realized that that was a guy wearing a dress, and I had no clue. How was he so, wearing a dress at a nude beach? That's weird. Uh, I yeah, but I don't, but I think it's you know, not always meant for um, straight people, for lack of a better phrase. Okay. And there's also one in Dade City, uh, Florida, and it's also uh, for gay people. Okay. And I'm not that way. Okay. Good. Okay. Just so you know, he's Man, not. He's got he's, the lowdown on all the nudist places. Wow. But, he's, but he's not gay. Just so you know, <laughs> Sam. I mean, don't he start gay. that rumor. He ain't going back there. <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, there was. A, and by the way. <laughs> Colony is another word that apparently irritates the nudists. So don't call them nudist colony. I know you didn't. He did. But um, it's, what, what it's, do you mean that, that that makes him upset? Oh, I was told one time when I used that term by colony? by a nudist, he was like, ants live in colonies. It's a resort. So I was like, oh, well, OK, sorry. Nudist resort then. <laughs> so 
I guess colony is just it, it does it does have a sort of a negative connotation to it, I guess. Well, it they does. did run everybody else off who didn't want to be nude. It's true. But yeah, so there it was, would, therefore it's a colony. They colonized the area in a sense. <laughs> I just look. I, I don't want to upset anybody. So I, I don't want to upset anybody either. But I'm not that way. So <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if you know this, but uh, I'm not gay. Yeah, not, not at all. I'm not gay. Um, but no, there was a a large nudist resort uh, right across U.S. 41 from Colony. Yeah, the nudist colony, right across from where my wife grew up. And uh, and they were, I mean, you have never seen, uh, like, ivy-colored walls that high in your life than around Lake Como. It's like, wow. What, what, what do you mean? They, they just, they do not want anybody uh, driving by on US-41 seeing well, into. Th- then how do you get in? Oh, there's a gate. Well, I know, but, like, how do you get admission? Oh, you, you have to call first and set an appointment and all of that, and then, you know. If, do, do they interview you? I guess I don't know. I was never a member, so I just you know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the you if you've never been there before and you want to come in and and you know apply or whatever to join, like it's like joining a country club, I guess. Then yeah, you have to set an appointment for that, and then they just meet you and let it's you more of a strip gate. search. <laughs> really, I see what you did there, and make really? sure and make sure you bring your tell nine one three five eight six. Seven seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. John Grayson filling in today for Dana Wright. Uh, somebody on the text line asks, "Is Dana on vacation?" She is. She returns tomorrow. That is Sam Stevie the third. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Just looking through all the memes. Are the memes happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Facebook is very, very heavy on the memes today. Oh, what are they, oh. Chiefs-centric? Yes, mm. and there's one where uh, Tony is, like, in the backfield of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> like, lined just, up in the defensive like, like, way back. And it just says, the Chiefs got screwed. This isn't offsides. <laughs> <laughs> 
Looks totally mm, fine. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, after his football career, he can always go into acting and remake yeah. My Left Foot. I think that's due for a, <clears throat> a little bit of a reboot. Hey. Oh, I thought you were going to say that he was in the unemployment line. Oh, well, you know, that that too, perhaps. Um, you, you following events in Cuba? What's Scott going Parks? on? Well, a, a revolution, don't you know, of sorts. Although it has apparently been quelled. By the Cuban authorities. So don't, don't if you're, you know, a Cuban exile or whatever, you know, both of you who happen to be in Kansas City, uh, then, uh, yeah, don't get too excited about this. Uh, Raul Castro is, I, I believe, he's still alive, right? Like, Fidel's gone, but his brother, isn't his brother still in charge? I don't know. But somebody there. Uh, I'll, I'll look. I'll look. So, uh, uh, Raul Castro is still alive. He is 92 years old. Wow. So who knows for how much longer? But, uh, but who's running the show? The, yeah, I, I uh, believe. It says his presidential term ended February 24th, or excuse me, April 19th of 2018. Okay, so yeah, I don't know who's in charge now. But uh, hmm. whoever it is, they were able to quell this uprising that was started by a group in South Florida. There's a bunch of Cuban exile groups in South Florida that hate Castro and everything about him, and, and you know, uh, and they've been there for a long time. Um, there's one in particular called Nueva Nación Cubana. And hmm? it, the new Cuban nation, and and so they they started this thing, um, and and they attempted to infiltrate Cuba, and start a a campaign of terror. In fact, they've been labeled a terrorist organization by the Cuban government. Okay. So what they wanted to do is go in and foment revolution and try to get people of like mind who still live in Cuba but hate Castro to join them. And start uh, vandalizing and breaking things and just causing general mayhem with the hopes of beginning the revolution and kicking what what remains of the Castro regime out of power. Now, they they probably should have started with more than one guy on a jet ski. Normally, yes. But, but that's all they had. So they sent this guy on a jet ski from Key West across the Straits of Florida into Cuba. Mm -hmm. And he landed successfully and started breaking things and trying to foment revolution, and they arrested him, and they're not letting him go. Normally, if you're going to start a revolution, yeah, uh -huh. and I've never tried to start one. Nor have I. Uh, but if I were to start a revolution, I would bring more than myself. <laughs> yes. The, the report, according to Reuters, alleged that the man, a Cuban residing in Florida, had entered Cuba illegally on a jet ski with a Florida registration, which he then abandoned in a mangrove swamp on the island's north coast before making his way over to Cienfuegos in south central Cuba. Wow. Uh, but not much farther than that, unfortunately for him. Wow. Story here from the Associated Press. The University of Pennsylvania's president has resigned amid pressure from donors and criticism over testimony at a congressional hearing where she was unable to say, under repeated questioning, <laughs> that calls on campus for the genocide of Jews would violate the school's conduct policy. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's not great. I mean, it's a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill, yes or no. It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? 
Do you understand that dehumanization is part of antisemitism? Wow. Why, why and then it? she went on an apology to her, hoping that she wouldn't lose her job. The why? call for genocide <laughs> of Jewish people is threatening. Deeply so. Why? You hear the rest of it. Why is this so hard? It isn't. Is the I guess the easy well, answer right, to your let, question? Let me, let me rephrase. Why is it so hard for her? Why Why are we going to make it so hard? Yeah, because uh, I think what you don't want to do as the and I'm not defending her. I, I think she absolutely should have gotten popped for what she did. But uh, and by popped, I mean fired. Don't Don't get crazy on me. But I I, I think why the, the the reason why it's hard for her is because she chose to make it hard because she's worried about irritating donors. It's money. She irritated donors based on the response that she gave. Right. Which there, is, there was a donor who withheld a $100 million donation yep. because of that response. And that's what happens when you let that overtake your own actions. When you don't stop to think about, gee, should I really say what I'm about to say? Because maybe I'll irritate somebody who is sympathetic to the Palestinian cause. I mean, it's, it's the same thing we were talking about last week with the uh, 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 the, the story about uh, the school that was getting rid of the Hanukkah song from their Christmas pageant mm-hmm. because they didn't want to appear, you know, anti-Palestinian. It's like, come on, it, it it isn't that. It's not anti-Palestinian or anti-Muslim to say genocide against Jews is wrong. And if you do that, you're in violation of our conduct policy. So, yeah, either way, she's damned if she does not damned if she doesn't. But she said a really dumb thing, and now she's gone. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798, 586-7798. The chairman of the Ivy League Schools Board of Trustees, Scott Bach, also resigning immediately during a trustees meeting on Saturday night, just hours after Bach announced Liz McGill's departure as president. In just her second year, Bach, who is a supporter of McGill, Liz McGill, uh, defended her through several months of criticism over the university's handling of various perceived acts of anti-Semitism. He called her a good person and a talented leader who is not the slightest bit anti-Semitic. It doesn't matter if she's anti-Semitic. I mean, her her own personal proclivities, it, it doesn't make a bit of difference. What matters is what she said. And I, I think there may also be uh, the thought that, you know, this is supposed to be a bastion of free speech. You're supposed to be able to express yourself any way that you want to on a college campus. But I, I think that there's... Within, a, within reason. Right. And, and that's... Uh, I agree. I, I think that uh, you can do that. You can foment conversation without calling for someone's murder. And that's an easy not, line to Not draw. someone's murder... The, the, the annihilation of an of an entire group sure. of people, but but those those are cons, constitutive of individual acts of murder and and genocide. So yeah, I, I, it's an easy line to draw when you're talking about uh, excusing murder based on religion. Then that's a, a pretty easy thing for most people to say. You know what? No, we're not going to allow that. That's not that's not good. I think she took into account too much the controversial aspect of the topic at hand. And instead, she should have just stuck with the rules in the rule book. Yeah. She was afraid of offending one side or the other. She was afraid of taking a hard Why? stance when all she had to say was, uh, this is against the code of conduct. 
if the other side had said it about the other side, it still would have been against the code of conduct. You cannot call for violence on our college campus. Yeah, she's trying to split hairs by saying, well, if it's a threat against an individual, that's different than a threat against all people of a religion. And I think the case could easily be made that it's worse <laughs> that way. You know, that, that it's, you shouldn't be given more protection for, for, uh, for advocating genocide. You should be given less. It definitely isn't enticing Jewish students to return to campus Not the following really. day. Yeah, no kidding. But, but Sam, you and I have talked about this over the, over the course of the past week or so. What is it about the Palestinian-Israeli fight, dust-up, whatever you want to call it? It's a war. I, 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 you're right. It is a war, but you wouldn't have any problem sharing your opinion on who you favor in the Ukraine-Russia war. But there's something about this one, yeah. And maybe it's the religious overtones that get thrown into it. I, I don't know. Where people are like, man, I don't, I don't want to jump into that. I could lose my job. People have lost their jobs. You're right. You're and I right. think it's incredibly murky because it is quite literally a 2,500-year-old conflict. Yeah. That, that might not but be you, the right number. But, but you but. wouldn't think twice about jumping in and sharing your opinion on the Ukraine-Russia war. But but fair. but this one. Whew, whew. With that said, I'm going to not lose my job and let you guys handle it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, it, it is. It's frustrating because nobody wants to think a lot uh, before they speak. And maybe they really should. But uh, as, as for the difference between this war and any other war, you're right. It doesn't make any sense that you shouldn't be able to say, this is who I support in this. That yes, I support Israel. Yeah, so do I. That Israel has a right to exist. And the fact that they're attacked from all sides simply for being there is an insanity that goes back. I mean, in true, it goes back to 1947. But in a lot of ways, as Sam said, it goes back hundreds of years mm-hmm. before Maybe that. not thousands. Yeah. yeah. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. John Grayson filling in today for Dana Wright. That guy over there is Sam Stevie the third. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. From the text line, I am not against Israel to be clear, but I am against colonization of an area when people were already living there. To which John said, how do you think we got here? <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where we live right now, is an area where people already were, and then we colonized it. Kevin in Lawrence. Kevin, good afternoon. Welcome. Hi. Hey, how you guys? So th- that was kind of what I was going to say. You know, I'm 100% for Israel in this. I mean, I, we don't have a right to tell them how to defend their country, in my opinion. But they are not completely innocent. I mean, there is, there is a lot of things I've read. and I'm not going to quote certain things, but I don't remember the, you know, exact stuff but of them you know they do some bad stuff too this colonization they there's israeli settlers that use violence to take land from palestinians and that's pretty well documented um if you watch all the tv and read the news and stuff like that so i I think having sympathy for the innocent palestinians is a great thing because they're they're getting their butt kicked but um yeah i think they're i think i don't think israel's completely innocent in this Nobody's completely innocent in a war, ever. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. 
Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, it, we were talking about that a little bit off the air, too. It, it's possible for two things to be true at the same time. You can say unequivocally, Israel has a right to exist. They have a right to be there. They have a right to self-determination. And you can say, and the Palestinians in Gaza have a legitimate gripe about the way that they're treated. Both those things can be true. And both probably are true. I would maintain that they are. 913-586-7798. Tim in Overland Park. Tim, good afternoon. Hi. Hi, guys. Um, one of the things that struck me about the conversation, and this might be a little bit just off to one side, but if you recall in the Second World War, uh, you know, Hitler and his guys were trying to annihilate the Jewish race. And the World War itself, included Nazis and German soldiers. And there was a distinction made uh, when, uh, at least I heard this from my father, who was a vet, who said that when they captured German soldiers toward the end of the war, they were very quick to, to point out that they were Germans, but they were not Nazis. So if we, if we bombed everybody in Germany, whether it was German soldiers or Nazis. Uh, remember that the trial at Nuremberg just involved Nazis. Now, you might say, what am I, what's my point here? Well, can you say, can the Israelis say that we are okay to go after every Palestinian and not knowing whether or not they are Hamas did we know every German soldier was or was not a Nazi? Likewise, is it just the Hamas group that is going after Israelis and other Palestinians are saying, hey, we don't want this? So I find people's responses to be a little, uh, in these university presidents, I, I'm not sure I understood what they were saying, just simply because... I don't know if the question gave them the opportunity to address it or if the question was too narrow to take in all aspects of this particular conflict. All right, let, let me let me stop there. I, I, I don't think that the question was too narrow. The, the question was, was pretty exact. Is it okay, is it part of your student code of conduct to allow for people to suggest that they support the genocide of the Jewish ethnicity. And, and the reaction, the response from the university presidents was, it depends on the context. Mm -hmm. It does not depend on the context. Well, and again, where she went wrong was treading too lightly. Yeah. If she had just taken a hard line, yep. the rules are the rules approach, mm -hmm. she would still have a job today. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And somebody on the text line made a, a really decent comparison. They said, you know, under that same philosophy, under her rules that she just, you know, said that it's it's contextual and all of that, that it would be okay for the Klan to show up on campus and advocate the killing of all African Americans as long as they didn't single one out and say, we want to kill right. that guy. Right. And say, what? <laughs> uh, from the text line, uh, two days in a row, I like eggs. Okay. Uh, Ken in Kansas City. Ken, hello. Hello. Hi. Good show, guys. Thank you. Uh, to a point, I agree with the young the gentleman that was talking about the World War II comparison. 
no one seems to be separating Palestinian from Hamas. Yeah. Now, I don't agree with genocide of any side. But as there were not all Nazis in Germany, I'm sure that there are just as many Palestinians that don't agree with this either, whether they be here or in their home countries. Yeah, even so there just... has to be an area that's a give and take. Yeah, even just out of self-preservation. I mean, you've got to believe that there are, are Palestinians living in Gaza right now who are thinking to themselves, the last thing anybody should have done is what happened on October 7th, because now we've got to deal with this nonsense. So, yeah, it's it's a case well made, I think, Ken. Well, I appreciate the time. You bet. Okay. Be well, my friend. Be well. I do appreciate the call. Uh, thank you for it. Uh, Liz McGill, the president of Penn has resigned over the weekend. There are calls now for the resignations of the presidents of Harvard and also of MIT, who also testified last week before Congress, who could not, and for whatever reason would not, say that calling for the genocide of Jews would be against their student code of conduct. It is interesting that the UPenn's president took all of the heat, despite the fact that they all tried to tow that exact same line. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the one guy did at least have the uh, the temerity to fall on his sword and resign when he saw the way things were going. But, yeah, uh, um, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb, Scott, and say I'm against genocide. Wow. I know, right? Whoa. <laughs> How dare you offend some people? What, what, what a brave stance to take. I know. It's it's crazy. That's just, you know. <laughs> I'll be darned. That's just I, me. Always glad to have you. Thank, thank you for, for coming invite. in, man. Hey, thank you. It. Coming right. up next, anything but this. Yeah. No, no kidding. <laughs> uh, John Grayson, filling in today for Data Right. Michael Mackey will be swinging by in about an hour from now. That guy over there is Sam Stevie. My name is Scott Parks. Here on KMBZ, we'll see you on the other side of the news. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.